Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Threepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we are joined by Brian Phillips of the Pat's Pulpit. And, uh, and you know, you know, if you've listened to our show and his show, you know, we're going to have a little interesting conversation here about, about Jared Stidham versus Cam Newton. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk, obviously, we're going to talk more about the Patriots as well, as well and their chances this year and what their future looks like as well, of course. And we'll probably talk about the Chargers too. But, you know, it's, that's the way it goes. But mostly Cam versus Stiddy. Oh, boy. Buckle up. It's a hell of a show. So cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson, quick throw. And it's intercepted. Intercepted. And that's the Butler. Butler has it at the one. Doing well, doing well. Brian is on enemy on this side of of the battleground again for round two. He was getting kicking me off all day on Twitter, uh, but no, it's it's all in good fun. We we have a good time when we talk about it. And Brian gets reasonable. He, he he's like the rest of us. We like to ruffle some feathers here and there. But he when it when it comes down to it, you come down to earth. You you're a reasonable guy. Hey, this is, this is what it's all about, guys. We're we're, yeah. we're trying to change the discourse, right? By appearing like hard asses on Twitter, and uh, and then once we get into the chat and we get into the you know into the uh, the Uber conference here, things mellow out a little bit. But right. um, but no, I mean, yeah, ninety percent of the stuff I post on Twitter is it was with some kind is is it's almost like performance art in in a general sense of you know it's satire, you guys. Well, and that's some, and some of it. Well, some of it. Gotta see what the kid has. Gotta see what the kid has. Right. And the thing is, too, is that yeah. <laughs> the other part of it, too, is that like you want to generate a conversation, right? 
you can't sure. just sit there and be on, and jump on the fence and say, well, you know, yeah, they could go with Stadium or they could go. Oh, we don't know what's going. Like you have to pick a side. You know what I mean? If you if you're on Team Cam, be on Team Cam, and you are like hard on Team Cam. I, I'd like to. I like to think that I'm probably the conductor of the train. You right? are the you Cam, are. You are talking to the conductor of. If Cam's not the conductor, I am at least the 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 no, assistant you to the, the guy shoveling the coal in. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> that's probably a more apt description of what's going on with my Twitter account. No, absolutely. But like, we'll get into like, it, we need like, a voice, guys. We need a voice out there telling telling the truth to the people. That's what we need. And, I got and it. Okay. I guess elaborate too, like to get into it a little bit. I guess from the eye test, he's been okay. But you, you, he's elite. He's top. Top five, top ten for you? No, like, no, no, time. no, stop it. What do you? You sound like you sound like you're running my Twitter account right now and posting <laughs> like bad faith videos of Jared Stidham's interceptions. Um, but no, so like the this, the general sense is like I know the eye test depends on whose eyes it is, obviously. But like when you're just watching the games and you're and you're if you're a fan who's just watching the games on Sundays and you like you like chopping it up a little bit on twitter afterwards and you, and you listen to this podcast and you listen and you go to the, you know go to Pat's poll but you're a Pat's fan you you like getting involved but you don't go as far as you know really diving in you don't have a game pass you're not you're not a sicko that's fine i'm a sicko <laughs> i'm a sicko okay and and I've, you know, I've I've learned a thing or two over the years of being a sicko of like in general I know that what I'm watching on Sundays isn't exactly what's always it isn't exactly what's happening behind the scenes and isn't isn't telling the whole story, you know, especially when you get wrapped up in the in how a game is covered. And a perfect example is this last weekend. Cam had a poor game. And I will say that. Cam had a poor game, but there are there is so much context that isn't talked about. And then when you unravel it with the film, you see exactly what's happening and what decisions he's making on the field and why they're being made. And you you put all these pieces together and you say, there's just, there's, there are so many reasons why we're seeing the certain performance we're seeing. And it's not, and and one of those reasons isn't he can't make the throw or he's not mentally processing this correctly, or, you know, he's just, he's just, he's taking too many chances or holding on to the ball too long. It's a, conf- a confluence of factors. There are, it's happening. Sometimes he's holding on to the ball too long. You know, sometimes there's a battery. Sometimes he's missing an open guy. Sure. Every single quarterback does that. But the, the, the main point I want to make is it's not to, it, it's not to, it's not differentiating him from the rest of the top 15 quarterbacks in the league. You guys, he's still got the skill set to be, a top half of the league starter. And I, in my opinion, a ceiling, you know, higher than that to go up into the top 10. He just needs some damn help around him. I mean, cause he's the only source of offense right now that they have uh, outside of maybe a little Damian Harris. So, but I mean, that's, that's, that's the gist. And, and I will agree with that. I think like, I mean, when Demir Bird, Jacoby Myers, Q players, like I, I'd take them on my team any day. They play hard. They're fast. Uh, Myers has certainly come into his own. Yeah, probably exceeded expectations out of everybody. Just the second year, right? When those guys are your top two options going into the week, like there's only so much you can do. Like those are guys that you want on your team as wide receiver three, wide receiver four, maybe a stretch two, maybe. Like I, Myers, maybe he gets there one day. Who knows? I do agree with that. I will. I will say that. I mean, and 
the way he's been able to work through this, like he's not behind the scenes, you know, complaining. And I've always said I've respected his accountability, his leadership. Like when you look at a quarterback off the field and how they handle themselves and how they go about their business, that's a perfect guy to look at. Like I, I, I was blown away the way he, like the way he has so much, I don't know, charisma, like with his, with his interviews and just the way he goes about his business. It's just like, that's an elite quarterback. That's how you should do it. I just struck like, it's just the inconsistency and you can, you can debate me. Like that's what just irks me. It's like one game. Like uh, we talked about it before the Seattle game. Like you don't necessarily want to go back to that because they're, they're secondary statistically one of the worst we've seen in like the last 15 years. It's awful, but it's like Baltimore obviously is a monsoon. He was the reason they won that game. I thought Houston, he played, he played well. That was probably one of his better games of the year. Throw at least throwing the ball. He threw some lasers. Um, and, and you not to get off topic, but you had said, why did they get away from the run game? And I never really kind of dove into that. Um, but they certainly moved the ball, scored points, right? The defense wasn't there to kind of bail them out. And then last week, it's just like, dude, you've been playing so well last four or five weeks. And then you turn that over. It's just like, I don't know. And, and like we talked about, it's like quarterback play in new England. We're so used to like perfect, like Tom Brady's bad game is like a, probably a top five game around the league. It's just, I don't know. Right. I guess it's some getting used to. Well, and I think, I think the weapons, look, the weapons argument is, is legit. Okay. I do think, I do find it interesting. He doesn't have a tight end too. <laughs> well, right. And I, uh, I look, right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't understand why it took Julian Edelman getting hurt for Jacoby Myers to get on the field. I, I don't, I, I, I don't have an answer for that because Nikhil Harry has looked like, you know, dog doo-doo and, and he hasn't improved really at all. And so, but yet he buried Jacoby Myers on the depth chart. Makes no sense to me. I go back to 2013, which is, which is arguably Brady's worst year as far as weapons are concerned, you know, maybe last year, but probably 2013. When you look at Kembrell Tompkins, an undrafted rookie, Aaron Dobson, a rookie second round pick Edelman. And he had Gronk for six games and Gronk was hurt the majority of the year. So his tight end was who man. He had, and he had Amendola for, for half the season, and he right. had Austin yeah. Collier. And the guys like that roster, and uh, Stephen Ridley was his number one running back. Like that roster was garbage, garbage. That roster was, and they almost made it to the flipping Super Bowl. And the so, defense, it, was good. defense, the was, defense was good. Yeah. You're right, the, the defense was good, and yeah. so that's so you know, I'll give you that. Now, they weren't as good as they were the next year, of course, but they were still course, good, yeah. and so you know, but. But even still, it's like they just, I mean, that team, weapons-wise, was an absolute joke, weapons-wise. An absolute joke. And, you know, and you look at Brady still, you know, still threw for 4,300 yards, 25 and and 11. So not great, but still, I mean, still had a a decently productive season, um, you know, with nothing around him. And obviously Cam Newton isn't Tom Brady. But I think that, you know, I think the weapons thing, of course, of course, clearly, you don't have enough, but like, they went into the season with that. Like they must have had some sort of plan on on July on I'm sorry, on June 20th, eight days before you signed Cam Newton. Jared Stidham's your starting quarterback, and these are your weapons. So what the hell was your plan going into the season? Was it gonna be we're gonna run a quick, you know, a, a quick offense where guys are gonna run, you know, quick screens and quick slants and everything else? Like, I don't know. But like if that was the case, where the hell was that offense? I I just I don't get what they're doing right now. And it just doesn't seem to make sense to me. I think 
I think it's very clear from from the roster building standpoint that, I mean, they were straps. They yeah, did not have. They, they, they did that. Yeah, they did, did not have any maneuverability, and so the moves they made, you know, grabbing Mohamed Sanu last year and signing AB and having all that, you know, that, that whole deal, they tried like hell to get yeah. Brady the weapons, you know, to, to make a run last year. And they knew they had a problem. And, and that's why after the bye last year, they went into super conservative mode and they didn't come out of it and they still really haven't come out of it. And yeah. So, so we knew it was going to be a, a problem coming into the year. Some of us were a little more optimistic than others, but you know, like, you know, optimistic about Sidney coming back healthy and everything. And that didn't work out. He had the cap hit that they had to get rid of. And, um, and it's just not very good. Uh, yeah. You know, it, you know, the, these things happen. Um, but like, so we knew it wasn't going to be a great situation. So Cam Newton is the perfect guy for this offense in that sense that they need to manufacture a way to pick up first downs and keep the chains moving, right? So, and that's what he's done. He's got you know damn near fifty first downs on the ground by himself this year. You know, he's got all the rushing touchdowns. He's got even, and that's what I mean. Like when we're when you're breaking out the game, I mean you don't have the James White fourth and two touchdown if Jared Stidham is the quarterback because you don't run the option. You don't right. run the you know you don't you don't run you know you're not going to be getting yeah he can run the play action boots but like all the scrambles this year and all the hidden, all the hidden production is what is part of, is part of the cam stuff. And so, yeah, he's not going to have the TD to INT ratio that you want. Sure. I get it. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about like the charting and stuff and the actual numbers, but like he is, he is their offense. He's everything to this team right now. And he's, the skill set is there and I know it's inconsistent, but the skill set is absolutely there that if you put, something around him just a little bit and that defense gets back to some semblance of what they were last year you know and a healthy medium between where they are now and last year would be nice um this is a team that can contend and and i guess you made a good point too um and it, i wrote an article i don't know if you read it brian i don't know if it was grinding your gears but i did i did you you you, you triggered me enough and you told me you took you gave me four warnings so i went in you know, like kind of peeking through my, you know, peeking through my fingers. No, but, th- and that's my point. It's like, everyone talks about Cam, right, Cam, like two to three years bridge guy till you find the next guy. You talked about it. The fourth and two, you're like, you're not running that with Stidham, right? I am, so, I don't know. I, I guess we talked about it before. I don't see them because they're not going to pick at a spot where they can get a top guy. I think Maybe. they have other areas to address and other areas where they need youth, linebacker, receiver, certainly. Um, I think their front seven, they could use a, a pass rusher, like to beef up that. Like there's some areas there where they, they can go early. Why can't, what, is it out of the question, basically, is what I'm asking, that they looked at this roster, they liked him. And I think, I told you, I think opinions changed on him somewhere along the line this offseason. They looked at this roster and said, we like what we see. There's a young kid here doing the right things. We put him out there this year. We ruin him. Because if Cam Newton can't succeed with this offense, I don't think 75 to 80% of the quarterbacks in the league could. I mean, look at the personnel around him. Did they look at that and say, Cam for a year, we'll see what we get. If we get, if we like him, we, we know he has some time left. Here's another contract, two to three years, like take a backseat to him, right? Or did they look at it and say, we have a chance to get him at a cheap price, and a guy who can come in, try to rejuvenate his career 
while also another guy's developing when we have some more cap space and some more flexibility, we can add guys to make that transition a lot smoother than it would have been this offseason. That was all the point I wanted to make. I, and I, I know it's a lot of hypotheticals and, and conspiracy, whatever you want to call it. But oh, That's the good stuff. Yeah, but <laughs> I think it's it's not unrealistic, right? Like, I don't know. So, like, my opinion on it is... I'm I'm crazy. You think I'm crazy? Well, no. I, I think uh, I think Bill Belichick loves Cam Newton. I do too, hundred percent. So when he became before. when he became available, and, and and the reports are that hey, he's healthy and, and uh, everything's healed up, and the the agents, uh, you know, and his, Cam's team, and they were able to strike a a deal. We heard Bill talking about it when when he was doing when he made these ca- uh, salary cap comments that that caught wildfire across the country. And oh my God, Bill's making excuses about the salary cap. And Bill said, I mean, guys, honestly, look, I mean, we paid Cam Newton $7 million, like Cam Newton. And so like when, when he talked about him, like using Cam Newton in that sense, I was like, okay, Bill's got a real reverence for, for Cam. I mean, and he's he seen him up close. He waltzed yeah. right into Foxborough and, 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 and pantsed us, you know, uh, a couple of years right. ago. I mean, yeah. they lost to him in Carolina. Obviously that's a sore point with the, with the, the no mm-hmm. flag, but like they've seen him, they've seen him up close and, I, I, he's, he's got all of the, he's got all of the skill set that they want in a guy that, you know, that, that uh, to, to run the kind of offense that Bill wants Josh running uh, realistically, this, um, he, like I said, he can run the boot game, the play action boot game. Um, I'd like to see him run a little more damn spread, but you know, he, he, he can do, he can run any offense you want him to run. Um, it's just, uh, it's just tough to run the whole damn thing. I just but does Bill I... look at it and sorry, Pat. Does Bill no, look ahead, at man. it and say, right? Like you, there's no question he loves him. Like I, I've said it since day one. You hear about him talk about the media. He's backed him since day one. Like I, I always like to joke. It ruffles some feathers. Like did Bill ever talk about Tom like that? Which he obviously did, but maybe not the last <laughs> right. few years. But he loves right. him. Like there's no question. But does he look at it after this year and say that Cam Newton that came into Foxborough and pantsed us and who ran all over us and was throwing Chandler Jones off him wherever it was when we were in Carolina. And I think it was what, 2012, whenever it was, is that the same guy that we still have? Like, is that, do we still have that same guy? And probably not right to an extent. I mean, obviously he's a little bit older and there's some injuries there, but can he still get that cam out of him next year enough to get him a contract and take care of him? Because they, I mean, look at his contract this year. Like he's, he should be taken care of next year regardless where he is. I don't know if he's going to be able to, uh, I, somebody's going to pay cam like he's got enough film like i know people oh you know there's no way look at his tdint ratio no no there's enough film on cam right now that if he makes it out of this season healthy he's going to get money and i just don't in my opinion i just don't know if cam if if bill's going to be able to to match it or you know be able to stomach it that's my only thing um they're going to have the cap space to do whatever they want but you know uh it would have to and 25 to 30 million dollars a year like you're probably looking at a first year cap hit of i don't know maybe i'm I'm just spitballing here like you could probably make it work at like 18 20 million and then you're going to be paying for it down the road um depending on how many years it is but like you know i I don't know if if bill is going to want to stomach that the issue that i have with that is that are you going to compete for a championship next year and i and i just i don't think so I don't think so, and I know you think that they can win with with him. I do. Uh, I, I honestly, I honestly do think that they can win the Super Bowl with Cam Newton. Yeah, I just don't. 
I, I don't I don't see it. I don't know. I mean, look, I'm not. I think that Cam has done the best he can in a situation. I'll tell you what, Tommy Karn, um, you know, wrote an article about Cam saying that he should move on. And, you know, the he has his uh, podcast, which he does with Phil Perry, who's been on the show multiple times. And and I was listening to it. And it's the points they make are fascinating. And, and I think that that's kind of where I'm at right now, where. Yes, I do think that Cam is is a good, very good player, and I think that he can, you know, do. But like at the same time, he's made a lot of bad. I mean, look, you can put whatever you want on the quarterback and whatever you don't want on the quarterback. The fact is, is that they had five chances, five, one, two, three, four, five chances in the fourth quarter to drive down and either tie the game or take the lead, and they failed all five times. And if it wasn't for a missed field goal in Arizona and a ridiculous a ridiculous penalty on Isaiah Simmons. Makeup call. Right, right. Absolutely a makeup call. You're right. Well, I don't know. Either way, regardless of whether you think it's a makeup call or not, a ridiculous penalty on Isaiah Simmons and a missed 49-yard field goal by by the by arguably the worst clutch kicker in football, um, who's now done this twice uh, from 49 yards. But, you know, if it's not for that, they lose yesterday. And if they lose on Sunday with Cam throwing that interception at the end of the game. I mean, and, and listen, regardless, yeah, one bad game, fine, whatever. But, like, you, we give Brady all this credit for all his fourth-quarter comebacks and everything else and how he, how he can just somehow at the end of the game bring everything together and lead them down the field. And five times he had an opportunity to do it. Now, he, they get the ball back. Well, time out, time out. Now, so, so what you're telling me is if they, they have, he hasn't come through five times, but he has come through twice. So he's two for five. He's not 0 for five. He's two for seven. He's done it against New York when they were down by 14 points to Joe freaking Flacco in his best game of the year. I know it's New York. I know it's New York. But Cam was lethal in that game. He was disgusting in that game. In the second half. He threw a a 20-yard dart down the field. He was good in the first half, too. He started the game with eight straight completions. He was moving the ball. They They were doing fine. They just kept stalling out because of really questionable play calls on yeah. like like the fourth down where uh where, where James White fumbled um uh, just just McDaniel stuff that we can nitpick but like you know that was that was I mean 20 yards you need a completion on third and what was it third and yeah it was long I was first and 10 with eight seconds left and they throw a 20 yard dart down the down the field to to Jacoby Myers I mean the the big throw when you need it was there and you know so we can't we can't we can't leave them all out no, you're right. You're right. So you're right. Right. Okay. So two for seven. But again, I, I, the one, the one on Sunday has an asterisk to me. I mean, Buda Baker with just one of the worst decisions I've ever seen. What the hell are you doing coming off the edge? You know you have contain on the blitz, and the only thing that can possibly beat you is a run to the outside. And so you come inside and let him go. It's like what the hell are you doing? You're in overtime. If he just stand there. Right. He could run you over. It doesn't matter. At least you slow him down. It's just like, what a horrible decision. And then you compound that with the penalty on Isaiah Simmons. And now all of a sudden you're in field goal range basically right away. I think he completed like a four-yard right. path to, to Bird, right? So, but it's just, to me, it, it's it's the crunch time moments to me. I just don't, and and honestly, and I know, you know, look, I'm not, I'm not grinding film. You guys all are. I get that. But just from the eye test, I'm watching them, and it just looks like, Everything is slow developing. Everything is slow. And and part of that might be the way it's done. It's a read option. Everything is a read. Okay, put it in its belly. See what it looks like. But, but everything is slow. 
And so to me, if I were if I were the defensive coordinator, like if I were the defensive coordinator for the for the Chargers, I'm probably smarter than the defensive coordinator for the Chargers, to be honest with you. But if I were the defensive coordinator for the Chargers, I'd blitz on every single play, every play. Because his his uh I think his quarterback rating against the blitz was 18 uh last week and it was 60 the week before. His quarterback rating and get you can't I thought you couldn't get a quarterback rating under 36 or something. I keep seeing this pop up, right? I don't know. So like like un, like uncapped, like, there's always like the stat, like, oh, he could have spiked it into the ground. Yeah, I know, right? Time, yeah. And it would have been lower than you know, okay, enough with the rating. Um, but you bring up you bring up the, the interception at the end of last Sunday's game, and that's like that's a perfect microcosm of what's happening. And now I'm not taking I'm not saying that Cam, this this is not on Cam. This that was on Cam. But here's the context around it. You're running, you're you're running the ball you're super conservative. They've been behind the chains all game long, all game right. long. We we saw it. The penalty, the ticky tack penalties, just a bunch. It, it sucked. Uh, second and fourteen. They're out there in in jumbo. It's it, they were in twenty one personnel with with Jacob Johnson. They're in I form, and they've got Jameer Bird running a little a little hitch on the outside. That is their go-to route it's their go-to it's it's all year long every single game it's demir bird on the backside on the hitch right and they they clearly that's their only when they they they're telling themselves you know what we need we need to grab eight nine yards here to get into third and manageable now that we're in second and 14 let's run play action and you know what we want to make sure it's we want to make sure it's uh, it, it's out there isolated. So let's bring in the heavy personnel. Let's run it off a of play action and let's have Cam turn and let's grab eight nine yards. And uh, uh, Kirkpatrick runs Bird's route for him and mauls him at the top. Right, just completely, just, just you know, just just tosses him out the club. And Cam is late with the ball. Whether it's inside or outside, the throw is fine. It's not the problem. I, I looked at the film, and, and most of the throws that they run with Bird like that, they like having him come back inside so that he's got the ability to go in on the inside of the field. But Kirkpatrick ran the damn route. But that is that is the the context I'm talking about when your only play for your go-to for eight, nine yards is a backside play action curl with Demir Bird because – you know, because they're 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 doubling Jacoby Myers, and you've got nowhere else to go with the football. That's that's your play today. Like that's that's where you need to go to, and you need to force that in there. And you only throw the ball eighteen times, so every time you throw it, you've compounded how important every single throw is, and every mistake is ten times more important now. That's the problem right now. That's that's the issue that 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 Cam's playing under. I mean. The thing I the thing I see and look and this is and this could be on the coaches it could be but like to me they're terrified of him they're terrified to put the game in his hands throwing the ball now putting the game in his hands running the ball they got no problem with that but letting him drop back I mean listen he's had a few games he had what the the game against um, Houston he threw it forty times and he threw it thirty five times against the Jets because he had no choice and he threw it forty four times against the Seahawks. But they don't want him throwing the ball. They don't want him to throw it. They want I him. Think, I think you've got the causality flipped. The, the causality is they can't run all the concepts they want to run. They, they they don't have the personnel. Nikhil Harry. They don't have. They don't have three replacement level NFL wide receivers. They have two. They don't have Dante Moncrief is their third best wide <laughs> receiver right now. That's that you can't run spread. You can't run. 
trips. You can't run anything complex. You can't go fast. You can't do anything you want to do. But why not hit? I mean, look, James White has been has been a ghost. He's not there. Like what? Why has? I mean, to me, I I look at it and throw James White ten times a game. I thought they would use him way more this year. And obviously, what's what happened early in the year? Maybe something that has. It's factored into it too, right? I, I can't even imagine what he's going through. But I thought going into the year, and I think they did a little bit with Burkhead before his injury. Yeah, a lot of it was Rex. I think Rex yeah, stepped like in too. You use him to kind of ease yourself in. You know what I mean? Like that's a guy that I thought would be his best friend because it's just – it's automatic. It's it's an right. easy way to ease him in. Um, you know, Caffrey's last year you know I mean? last year in Carolina. Same thing. And yeah. obviously McCaffrey's completely different, but like – Throw the ball to the freaking back. If you don't have receivers, throw the ball to the back. And you have a guy in white that can make plays out of the backfield when he gets the ball in his hands. Like, I just, I don't understand what the, I don't understand. And so the problem is, yeah. and what I'm seeing is, they, if if we're talking about it, NFL defensive coordinators are talking about it, right? Like, where where do they want the football to go in the passing game? And it's clear, uh, and we saw it a ton um, against the Jets, using a ton of the screen game, lots of the screen game uh, with Brex and James White. Um, we saw James White used in, you know, heavily uh, on Sunday when they won it. Okay, well, we, we dodged a bullet there with the Zane Gonzalez missed field goal. All right, let's screen to White. Let's draw to White, 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 White. Uh, because it's it's the easy simple solution because when when you're talking about getting downfield there it's just not happening everything that is happening with this patriots offense right now is happening in a box between the hash marks man and the boxes are loaded teams are just playing single high and and stuff and, and getting right up on top of these wide receivers so everything the patriots have to run and anytime they get success it all has to come off of play action off of big personnel so ryan damizo has to be on the field jacob johnson's got to be on the field because they have to bring in those big guys to try to get mismatches and to try to get it's all about trying to get jacoby myers one-on-one with somebody and when when they can do it it works out great. But on, like on Sunday, that one pass that they had, and I think it was the third quarter where it's off a of play action, Cam turns, it's that deep over route, right? right. And it's just, just off the fingertips. And when you're when you're playing a game of inches like that, boom, they, they're punting. Next thing you know, you know, that's a huge play. And, you know, six inches closer to Jacoby, he makes that catch, and they're off and running. Um, but that's the margin of error. They have zero margin of error. And when you – when you're when you're evaluating a quarterback like that, it's tough. And when you have the the, the media who is it's clearly you know not everybody's getting this in depth with it. It's tough to uh, it's tough to get the message out that guys he's not playing that bad. It's just the, it's just the magnifying glass is right up close, and every single every single mistake is is magnified, especially when people just look at the box score stats, right and and God forbid we put the damn rushing touchdowns on the passing touchdowns total. Gosh. And, and you made there. a good point too. Like, and I think some of this, some of his problems are due to the lack of personnel, right? The receivers, they can't run certain things that would, I think, make his job a lot easier. And that brings me to next year. Cause we talked before when we were chatting before Pat got on, I think he's going to be back. I just, I've kind of accepted it even to this point. And you think, Maybe not because he can go get a bag somewhere else, which is certainly possible. Yeah. And I think through the draft, we talked about a little bit earlier, they're not going to be in a position, at least right now, to, to draft a, a Fields, a Lawrence that was crossed off at the beginning of the year. But even like a Wilson, maybe even a Mac Jones or a Trask, all these guys who we haven't really dove into yet. 
I think there's other areas where, like receiver, like tight end, um, that, that they'll address early on in the draft. If it's not him, wh- like, where's the answer? It, can you see? And I know, like, veteran quarterbacks, someone will get caught, someone will leave because of, you know, XYZ that maybe falls in their lap, kind of like Cam this year. But that's what's so scary to me. It's like, do they have a, and they might not, do they have a plan? Like, what is, what are they doing next year if they can't get him back? Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Man. Uh, and like, no one knows the answer, right? But like, what are the, I mean, like, hey, what are the, it, maybe it's Jared Stidham. Oh, did you just say that? Hey, guys. What, what if it's Jared Stidham? Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I have called him Jared and Jarrett. He will be, he'll, it'll be interchangeable forever. It doesn't matter I mean, how, how much success he has here. Jared, was, Jarrett. It's the same thing. Regardless if he gets a chance here or not, he's already buried in some people. Like if he doesn't win three Super Bowls, he is bad. Like it's just like, <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. you know what I mean? Like people are just well, any have, quarterback. Oh, they can't do no, it. Like any quarterback. I like to have reasonable expectations for Cam, but like, it's like people that hate Stidham, hate him and it's like he could come in next year and do the same things cam doing and it'd be like oh my god or like even a little bit better or take him to the playoffs and lose a game he that kid is buried already he like it's it's over yeah. it's, it's over. hard i mean it's it's hard and look to be the replacement for tom brady is that's not, what i mean that's part right? of it too like it's you know i mean that's just that was never going to happen and no one was ever going to be happy with and look what happened look what's happened to jimmy g right it, it's crazy because people say well the jimmy g trade was terrible I'm like, okay, well then Jimmy G might be a free agent, so we just said, oh no, he stinks. Like, well, but I thought the trade was terrible. Oh, it was terrible because they had more value at the time, and so they should. And I'm like, well, wait, but, but if he's no good, then you traded him and you got a, a pretty good draft pick. No, yeah, but it doesn't matter. But they have, and it's like, okay, like you just can't win. You can't win, you know, with people that that want to hate on Belichick. Really, is what is what it comes down to is because they they wanted Brady, they chose Brady. Brady was their guy, or. Maybe they chose Jimmy G and they said, oh, yeah, you know, oh, he's struggling in, in San Fran. But it's just like, you know, you just you can't win. And so now people choose a side and they think Stidham stinks. Well, it doesn't. He's throwing 23 career passes. 23. 23. He's throwing 23 best. What, what, the, what the hell? What, Guys, what he stinks. He's <laughs> no, see, yeah, like, so, of course, I, I like putting the I, I like putting the, uh, the little gas in the fire with my tweet, you know, but. um, Got to see what he has. Like. Hey, gotta see what the gotta see what the kid can do. Um, that for me is like that's more of a Cam tweet. But like, right? Of course, like if Cam's not here, like and and I, it's like you said, Ryan. Like I, I could very easily see Chicago giving him the bag because I, if he's on Chicago this year, they're they're they are legitimate contenders in that division. I don't know about overall contenders, but like they they can they could make waves and keep going. But I think it's honestly like. It's not crazy to me to think that next year's quarterback room may be the exact same. And it, like, I don't, I think it could be Cam or Stidham. Is it like 
the realistic options right now because like we don't know what they're going to do with the draft. We don't know who's going to be available. Like it's not crazy to think like those are their two options going into next year. Well, the and this is the issue, right? Right now, and and you know, as we as we start to talk about the future and what's what's coming up, I mean, I expect them to win on Sunday simply because Anthony Lynn is an absolute bonehead, and oh. it's it's Bill Belichick against Anthony Lynn. I mean. Honestly, you could trot out friggin' who the hell is there? Who, who's their fourth string quarterback? Trot, trot that guy out at quarterback. And, and Cam and will just, have the game of his life because just run the ball. Yeah, Cam, could, Cam could Cam could play worse than he did on Sunday, and it doesn't matter because you know L.A. I guess at this point they don't know what the hell to do. They just they're so clueless. They make horrendous decisions all over the field, defensively, offensively, play calling. It's it's a joke, and so you know you look at that and say. Belichick against that guy? Are you kidding me? There's no chance he loses that game. And, you know, almost zero first and second year quarterbacks have had success against against Belichick, except for Kaepernick, which was like a complete different, you know, game plan and scheme than he had seen before. And he struggled with it against Lamar, too, when, when they played Lamar his second year, too. But, you know, the, the interesting thing for me is that if you win Sunday, which I expect them to, what if you beat the Rams? What if what if he beat the Rams? I mean, Sean McVay pooped his pants the last time he played the Patriots. What if he beat the Rams? Now you're now you're seven and six. Now you're and now rolling. and now you're in the playoffs. And you so got the now tiebreaker like, over Miami, you get you control your own destiny there. And you get it over Baltimore, and you got it over um, who's the other team they have it over to Vegas. Um, Vegas, right? So you got it over all three of those teams. Obviously, at the beat Miami, but like, but if you you finish ten and six or even nine and seven. And it's like, okay, we got a chance to get in the playoffs. And now you're talking about. So I think it's like a 13% chance uh, is what 538 has it at right now. That's like yeah. a one in six, one in right. six. That's Which a roll of the to... dice, gentlemen. I know. And you you really honestly have to win. To me, you have to win the next two <laughs> the next two games. You have to win. The... That's all he's got. Hey, that's all I got, man. He keeps doing the dice. <laughs> doing the dice thing too much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, to me, you start winning some games and it's like, oh my goodness. Now the whole Stidham thing for me, what I find interesting is that, what if you, what if somehow you lose the next two games, and you end up now you're five and eight. I don't. And think now it's like, sure. I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. You know as what I mean? So I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's, I'm just saying, season's over. Cam's already injured. You know, quote unquote, right? Sitting out, mi- missing days, and this and that, and so on and so forth, right? So like, hey, Stenham's running with the ones right now, Brian. They're I mean, so that's what I'm time saying. Time. So I don't know. So are they setting up something where they have an ability to say, "Hey, Cam is hurt. Throw him on IR. He's not getting bent." You know what I mean? Like something so, stupid like that. I mean, you know, if they when, were gonna do that, it would be they would. I mean, relatively speaking, like that's probably what they would do. But I just I don't think it ever gets to a point. Like he's been their quarterback the whole year. I can't, I can't see it happening. I, I, I like as much as I'd like to. Brian would kill me, but <laughs> like I just, I, I. Can't, and again, I can't I'm not saying they have a better chance of winning for 12 weeks. And no, all, and this is the thing, right? Let me down. He's let me down. Right, and I think they have they have the best chance of winning with Cam at quarterback. I think that that's undeniable right now. And of course, I mean, we assume that Stidham isn't that good because that's what we've seen from Stidham on the field, and that's what the coaches have seen. But again. You know, let's go off coaching decisions, but then Jacoby Myers was benched for Nikhil Harry. How much sense does that make? Like, what are we doing there? You know what I mean? Mike Onwenu wasn't starting at the beginning of the year. Why? So, like, you well, know, I think so- like the the Nikhil Harry like Myers stuff. Like, I think that's strictly just a positional thing. Like, they they can't they can't have 
they can't have Jacoby Myers out there running out of the X. He's just, he's not fast enough. That's why they have Demir Bird out there. That's why they like Philip Dorsett out there, you know, because like you want a guy that's got some speed on the back end and the backside that can go deep and has a, at least a semblance of a threat of a go, um, you know, that he can take it over the top. Uh, I think he's only hit like one deep ball to, to Bird this year, but they've tried a few and, and, and again, it's all bird on the on the deep, like the right. the, the go the go and, and hitch the, the comeback. It's it's the go. It's like the their go to man. It's like he fakes he fakes inside, fakes the fly, and then hitches back and hits the comeback every time. But and I, and I just don't think Myers has that that speed that they no, want. No, maybe out not. There. So maybe you're right. It's just it just seems it's a bizarre set of circumstances for me, and I don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, I just don't. It's it's very confusing, and I know that they're rebuilding, and I'm excited about some of the pieces that they have. I am really excited about yeah. some of the pieces they have. I think they have maybe the best offensive line in football, if not if not the best, certainly top five. And you know they have a lot of good young pieces on defense. I think, and it's just it's the skill positions on 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 offense that you're just like they don't have a talented wide receiver. You haven't seen any of the tight ends like, and when they were there, Cam wouldn't throw to them even if they were wide open. And so you're like, what the hell? Like, you know, <laughs> you should have a game plan where it's like, I want to see Devin Asi on the field. I want to see over the next five weeks, 100% of the snaps needs to have either Devin Asiasi or Dalton Keene or I both. Ryan, on the Ryan said that too. Yeah, they should. I mean, I mean there's no reason yeah. why not. They can't possibly be worse than Ryan is. They cannot. It is not possible. I, I can't tell you how many damn plays I have seen get blown up from this offense this year. I've been charting. I, I was telling Ryan, I've been charting every cam throw. I've been going back just like I did last year with Brady. I'm using that same process with the cam throws. And so I've gone over every, every passing play so far this year. Cam better than Brady. Well, I have the numbers for you. Hold on. <laughs> this is a Ryan Izzo topic. Uh, I, it has to be 10, like 10, massive game like drive changing plays that he's made like or, or i'm sorry failed to make failed to make right ever it's it's every time there's a disaster taking place somewhere around that disaster or right in the middle of it is a ryan is missed assignment or a ryan is getting absolutely just like incinerated by a defensive end or <laughs> it's bad man it's bad well, that's what i mean just Send that guy, shoot him into the friggin' sun at this point. It's like, <laughs> come on, like, stop it, you know? Uh, Ryan, so, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but well, you know. I'm sure he is, you know? Nice guy, went to Harvard, didn't he? Right? Florida smart State. Guy. Oh, Florida State. Florida the, State. the actual, the, he's the, not even the, smart then. God, damn commonly it. known as the Florida, the Florida's Harvard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, they talk about it a lot. Oh, all right, let's let's get off the let's get off the cam city. Unless you got something else, Spags, I don't want to I don't want to rain on your parade no, here. No, I, right, I, so. I wanted to like just Brian's quick thoughts on on next year. Like, what the are they in danger zone because they don't have a quarterback plan? Well, yeah. Like, if you don't bring Cam back, in my opinion, if you don't bring Cam back, you, you are in the danger zone. And like, I also have I also fear like the expectations of the fan base. It's for either people guy, don't just want a competent quarterback. People want an elite quarterback. There are people in my mentions saying they have to have a plan to get an elite quarterback in the building as soon as possible. That's what every effing team in the history of football has told themselves every offseason. Do we have an elite quarterback? No. How do we get one? Okay, here's what we do. 
you draft and develop a guy, you go out and you go out and sign a guy. Uh, you're there are five elite quarterbacks on the planet, right? Like you want a guy that you know you can win with and you know is serviceable and and like has a ceiling that like if, if things click, you can take it, you could take it the distance with. And that's that's what Cam is. He's got a ceiling. He just needs he, he just needs some pieces around him and they can I mean, if if you had if you drafted Justin Jefferson and you have Cam Newton, I'm telling oh, you, it's worth it's probably worth a win and a half, you know, yeah. by itself. You know, having having a guy like that, you know, being able to to take the top off and just be a go to guy, but you know, they just don't have it. Is what it I mean, is. Kirk Cousins can make him look good, like Jesus Christ, you know. Man, hey guys, you know what? It's time to start giving Kirk uh, Kirk a little credit, I think, because he's. Like his numbers are, are sick. through the roof. Yeah, he's been, no, I, he's I, been I, really good, man. Yeah. But how how about that? A supporting cast, isn't that nice? Well, yeah, Diggs nice last record? year. I mean, look what Diggs has done oh, for no, Josh. That's, that's what I mean. I mean, he, he's he's when you have a you have a, a stable of guys around oh, you like Stephon true. Diggs and Adam Thielen and Kyle Rudolph and Dalvin yeah. Cook and like they're constantly, you know, look at Ben Roethlisberger's stable of wide receivers. Juju Smith-Schuster is their wide receiver three, which is insane. I mean, like, like James Washington would is their wide receiver four. He might he might be the best wide receiver on the Patriots. What I don't what I don't get about that system, and and we've talked about this on the show before. Like, it has to be their system. It has to be because you can't. It's not possible to hit on every single pick. You can't. You can't hit on every single one of them. They haven't missed one guy. Every single guy that they bring into the building as a wide receiver is good. Every single one of them. Yeah. And I know, listen, talent evaluation, sure. Um, guys are good at talent evaluation, great. That's awesome. Patriots are pretty good at talent evaluation, too. No one hits 100. No one bats 1,000. Nobody. But the Steelers bat 1,000 with their freaking wide receivers, and it's got to be their system and not the play. It has to be. There's no other yeah. explanation. The only guy they haven't hit on, I think, was like Sammy Coates. Right, that's You're right. It's about that's about it. Oh, and yeah, Mark Davis Bryant kind of did it to himself. Right. Yeah, he was he was really good too when he played. He, he was, was, he was like ridiculous. eleven touchdowns one year. Yeah, yeah he was And there. there there are a couple of guys sprinkled here and there, but like yeah, yeah. I mean they 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 know what they want. They know the kind of guys they want to go after. I mean like a guy like Deontay Johnson. Like you, you mentioned well, a guy like that in this offense. He had, more, he had more snaps at tight end at Notre Dame than wide receiver. Chase Claypool. Yeah, like, top three rookie sick. wide receiver right now. Like he played more snaps in college at tight end. He was listed at the combine as a tight end wide receiver, and people saw him around the forty and went, "Uh, this guy can probably play on the outside." <laughs> yeah, it's it's like their ability to go out and say, "Hey, here's our scheme. Here's what we want to do. Here's the kind of guy that we want to get," and they they identify it and they're able to like immediately put that to use. And yeah, it's just it's something that we don't see in New England very often. We just don't. And uh, and it's a conversation we've had for years. Like guys, Tom Brady masked a lot of issues like well you have a tom brady you don't have to you don't have to worry about so many things and now we have to worry about the things that regular teams have to worry about all the time like my my fear to get back to it ryan is like if they don't bring cam newton back then you're in like like lions pre-matt stafford territory where you're bringing in like john kitnas and like and and I've watched all my buddies mentally deteriorate, you know, and then like, and then throw everything they have into Matt Stafford for a generation. And then like, now it's they're where they're at. And so like to watch like the cycle of guys, you know, keep coming in like, in, or like in Chicago, you run, you run the risk of that. If you don't covet the, the, the guy that you have in the building right now that can get it done for you. I agree with you. That, that, that makes sense. hundred yeah. percent. I do. I do agree with you. 
I'm interested to see. I still think, I still think Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback of the Patriots next year. That's what I still believe. <laughs> He's certainly not going back to San Francisco. You guys are gonna have to bring Ryan. You guys bring Ryan Kieran on to talk about that when you guys can talk a little Jimmy G, Nick <laughs> Mullins, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, yeah. <laughs> Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins has done just as good as Jimmy G, and I, I'm I will readily admit that Bill Belichick has a hard on for Jimmy G. He's always loved him. And so, like, I think he's going to bring him in. He says, hey, you can run my system. He'll be here for cheap money because now he sucked in San Francisco this past year. And people look at what Nick Mullins is doing. They say, well, like quarterbacks in the market, though, is like, like I said, they're Brian before Teddy Bridgewater got twenty four million dollars a year. I know he stepped in and played. nice. No, no, he didn't. He got three for thirty three, didn't he? He got eleven no, million dollars a year. It's, it's thirty three like, guaranteed. He got like three for sixty four. Yeah, that's what's uh, up. Like yeah, that. and three for sixty eight. I mean, like that. Like, love the guy. Great story, obviously, with his knee and everything coming back, and he's played well. I thought he's, he's played pretty well. He's yeah, football player. Like, I, I love watching him play. No disrespect to him, but like, look what he got. Right, like right. he also really what Cam that that and that relates to Cam. That relates to Jimmy. That relates to Matt Stafford or whatever whoever's available in free agency. Right, like yeah. So we'll see. Ooh. I don't know. I just, I just came across something pretty interesting here, Pat. So you brought up the 2013 Patriots. Yeah. Weapons. Okay. Yeah. And like Tom Brady, like still got the job done. So, you know, I'm big into the analytics stuff. I think we need better stats that tell, you know, that bring in more context on what, what's actually going on. We need more efficiency stats. Um, so I'm big on these regression, you know, charts that, uh, that have, you know, Completion percentage above expectation with the next gen stats. Them, by the way. Do you make them or do you uh, RB are it's it's running backs don't matter.com rbsdm.com Ben Baldwin from the the athletic, the big analytics guy. Um him and a, a buddy made this website and it's like all available. It's it's an incredible resource. Um so they do basically the best they the, the best composite metric they've come up with so far for to 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 show individual quarterback performance to the best they can um is this index of completion percentage above expectation which takes in the the formula from next gen stats and the chips in their you know in their shoulder pads and all that stuff and uh and EPA so team you know expected points added uh, offensive for, for just for dropbacks and they have a, spe- a specific formula where they they like include fumbles, uh, you know. They take away the EPA from fumbles when a receiver fumbles it or something, you know, because you don't want your quarterback hurt for right. you know somebody right. else fumbling. Makes sense. All these little things, little tweaks, and then you can tweak the win the win probability so you can take the garbage timeout. So I did a, I did win percentage uh, win probability between ten and ninety percent, and in twenty thirteen, Tom Brady was seventeenth in the league in this index at .086. This year, Cam Newton is, I think he's overall, if you take in the whole year, uh, is like 25th at 0.80. Practically the same damn, like it's, it's the same. Right. It's, it's, it's basically Cam Newton is putting up Tom Brady-like efficiency. Right. But I mean, you're not yeah. seeing it. You're not seeing it in the touchdown numbers and the and the it's because it's a per it's an efficiency stat. And you're also not seeing Cam's rushing in here either. You're only seeing scrambles. Change, does the efficiency change based on like I feel like it's so much easier to throw the ball now than even it was seven years ago? Like I don't know. Does so that you change? Can see it, yeah, it it certainly has like 
Yeah. The, uh, the, the overall answer is yes. How much in this specific example, right. I wouldn't be able to tell you, but like, you can no, see like, like, so like 0. 0.08 is, has gone from, you know, 17th to 25th. Right. You know, right. Yeah. yeah, because teams are, yeah, teams are throwing the ball like crazy now. Th- teams are geared up for for this stuff. But I just thought, I just thought that was uh, interesting. No, I guess that, like and that also the doesn't math, take into the account. Math uh, coming out. Yeah, it doesn't take into account Cam's uh, Cam's running, but it does take into account his scrambles. So anytime there's a scramble, so it's EPA per drop back. Got it. But right. interesting. And but EPA, it's it's important that people understand that EPA is a team based stat. So EPA is just like points or yards. It's it's team based. It takes the whole team to get, you know, right. to, to to create the Which play, right? But um, but that's why they do it on the regression chart with the CPOE to try to to try to show the relationship between the quarterback's accuracy above expectation to the team's output. And that's, that's so, what, friend, it just it can't it's, it should be <laughs> cammoot.com, right? <laughs> no, but you see, like you see Cam up in this like upper right quadrant. Since we, I, I look at them all the time on Twitter. And yeah. Like for the most times, I understand what they're saying. Not to like to you, like when you explain it, it right. obviously makes a lot more sense. But I do understand it to an extent. Like me and Pat talked about it a few times, um, and I do agree with that stuff sometimes. Like the the analytics, I, I have to. I'm not. I need some math help, Pat. But. Uh, and I, like, I'm, I'm not a math guy either. I just <laughs> I just know like my, my my thought is like. People that are smarter than me know what they're doing, and like, yes, economists know that stats can lie. Like, like people, like, like really smart people come up with this stuff. You know, like, right? It's not like well, I mean, some like you know, and of course, it's not going to tell you everything about every play. Like, that's not what stats can do. We don't. We 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 know they can't do that, but like, it's better than yards. Right, right. It's better than touchdown and interception ratio. I mean, all those things. Like, it's just not like that's not a, a representation of what's going on, but. And the last Anyways. thing I'll say about it is that upper right quadrant that Cam's been in over the last five weeks, he's still in it after last week, even all the, all the supporting casts of all the guys in that upper right quadrant Paul are Wilson, exactly right? are, are absurdly better. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. Kyler. I mean, uh, Kyler's up there. I know J- uh, Justin Herbert's up there. Um, I don't have Good it up job, in front of me now. And then uh, T- Teddy Bridgewater was up there. Um, but the higher they are on the chart uh, is, is more indicative of how good their supporting cast is. The farther to the right is how, how much the quarterback is impacting that. Right. Um, right. So if you're up and above the line onto the right, that's, that's good. But uh, it's just, it's, it's pretty crazy to see the supporting cast cam has and that kind of efficiency, which, uh, which is pretty cool. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. So anyways, I'm, I'm excited about, you know, beyond i know we wanted to talk about dugger a little bit and i had this i had this write-up that we did so yeah. we were talking we were just chatting about this before the before the season obviously we're impressed with what kyle dugger can do dugger um you know is a kid who struggles struggles with with the and belichick had some great things to say you know talking about he's like oh, no offense to the guys that he played against uh, lenore ryan but like he's tackling different guys now you know what i mean like it's just kind of funny you know <laughs> and so he's just you know t- talking the way belichick normally talks but what's really interesting to me is that we do a thing, you know, for those of you that, that didn't listen during the off season, we do a thing, uh, Spags and I, every week we break down a different, a different, um, uh, position. Okay. And so week one, week one, we decided we went at, at for safety. And so, you know, Spags did Brandon Jones, Xavier McKinney and, and Winfield jr. 
So three uh, Jones. I'm not even sure where Jones went, but Stud, by the way, Antoine Winfield Jr. Oh, Winfield's nasty. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I did cave on Wallace, who's my, my little whoopee, uh, in, in, uh, Philadelphia. I still love that kid. Grant Delpit who tore his Achilles and is out. And I did Kyle Duggar. And so I, you know, I watched about 10 minutes of film on Kyle Duggar. And so this is my, this is my little write up on, on Duggar, which I thought was interesting. Uh, and I forget, was it Thor? I forget who he even had on the show. And, and he was like, you're way off on this, which I thought was interesting. So anyways, so I, I said, I wrote athlete in all caps i said obviously played against a lower level of competition but man does he show some real potential could start off at linebacker but has the length and athleticism to play at the back end interesting prospect who if molded right could be a very good defender you see what you want to see with with tape from a small school kid which is him dominating the competition he said he said before he thought he was confident he could run a four three at the combine if he does if he does that can make things awfully interesting he ended up running a four four nine at the combine but still pretty damn fast but like that was my little, that was just my little write up on Duggar. And I remember the guy, I, I was like, oh, you know, maybe like a third, fourth round pick. And the guy that we had on, and I forget who it was, to be honest with you, was like third, fourth round pick. He's like, this kid's going in the first, second round, like guaranteed, like just, just the things that he brings. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you know, and I know you said, Brian, that you killed the pick of originally when they, and look, everyone did. Oh, and yeah. I had, I had just done, I had done research on the kid. So I was like, oh, hey, I know that guy. I like that guy, you <laughs> yeah. know, but, but it was like, people are like, Lenore, Ryan, what are you nuts? You know? And yeah. he just, and like Belichick just, he's missed on so many picks, so many second round picks, you know, wide receivers, skill position players, really skill position players, you know, and I mean, Ron Brace is another one, but like RIP, but like, you know, those second round picks for whatever reason he's just missed on like almost all of them and and this one just seems like a hit man this kid really is, like since jamie collins right like yeah really i mean that's what 20 2013 was jamie collins rookie yeah. year i mean like i mean that's just like since then My problem with the pick at the time was man like yeah, I I saw the the kid. You know, I've seen nothing but good things about Kyle Duggar. He looks like in 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 his uh, I believe he was blowing up the Senior Bowl, wasn't it? I saw yeah. everybody freaking out about him at the Senior Bowl. Right. I was like, okay, you know, like that's, that's you know, like crazy. smarter. Yeah, like smarter people than myself, will, like know this this kid's gonna be good. That's that's awesome. Great. An effing safety. Like we have forty two safeties on the team. Like. You know, like is it's, it's really right. he's good enough to like, Terrence, Terrence Brooks can't fill in. Like they need skill position guys so bad, um, and yeah, and, and so you know I, I absolutely dog the pick, and now the guy is like he's like a missile. Like I, I call I him, no, like, and it's no disrespect to him, but like a poor man's Jamal Adams because he struggles a little bit in coverage, but can play in the box, gets down, is a physical athlete. I mean, he's no Jamal. Adams, I think you know? he's going to, I, I mean, he's watching him. Like I watched him a little bit a couple of weeks ago. Like it really just paid attention to him and I, I, everything's there. Like he's going to be, he's going right. to be able to, like, he, he's going to be well-rounded. Well, and what's interesting about this year's draft and we went through it, you know, af, right after the draft, we went through it. And I said at the time, I remembered like, you know, Belichick is famous for taking chances on guys. Right. But typically when he takes a chance on a guy, when other people don't have him as high or when people question the pick, it's for a guy like friggin' Jordan Richards, whose nickname is coach because he knows all the players. He knows, he knows what every single player needs to do on every single play. And it's like, that's great. He just can't play football. You know, like, it's just not okay. He could coach, but he's just, he's just not good. Right. So it's like, 
he would typically take a chance on a guy like that that's very cerebral and knows everything, and I can get him to play the way I want him to play because he'll be fine. You know, Jerron Harmon's a good example of that, of a guy that panned out, super smart, did exactly what the Patriots wanted him to do, and played really well here for a long time. And I thought was one of the most underrated pieces on, on the Patriots defense for years. But either way, but this year, he took a chance on Duggar, and that's paid off. What he realized, and what I think, I think that the, uh, my argument is that I think the Nikhil Harry pick led to the Kyle Duggar pick. Because the Nikhil Harry pick was, well, he's a big, strong, physical receiver. He's not that fast, but that's okay. And then you get to the NFL in 2019, and you're like, oh my God, speed is everything. Holy crap, we need to have a lot of fast, athletic guys. So what do you do? You go out and draft Kyle Duggar, who's a fast athletic safety. You go out and draft Josh Uche, who has ridiculous athleticism for an outside linebacker. You go out and draft, like, all of a sudden now you're draft, like, the two highest picks in your draft are guys that are athletic freaks that are going to go out and be able to play defense for you and take away. Look what Duggar's done the last few weeks. He's been able to take away the running quarterbacks. That's the most important part. You know, he shut down. I mean, obviously not just him, but, like, he helped shut down Lamar Jackson and Kyle Duggar. More like I you know, think PFF like had him as like the he, he was like the fourth highest ranked safety then in the entire league that week like he yeah. was insane right and so we talk about we, we talk about like core like this young core of this roster now like Uche, talking about the defensive right. side of the ball hopefully why well. not guys the 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 best pound for pound the best athlete it might be might be Uche but like Chase Winovich's combine blew everybody yeah. away. Yeah. Like he was like, and you see it, you see, you see why, I mean, sideline to sideline, the guy, you know, he's got the hustle, but like, he's got the motor behind it. He, he can move. Right. You got Wino, Uche and Duggar is going to be your core um, right. moving oh, forward for a while. And then, and then obviously know, JC Jackson. Oh yeah. He's, he's not bad either. Right. Right. I yeah. More Williams fans out too. I, I find it interesting. We can't find it because I think Jason McCourty's play has certainly dipped. Um, I f- it might just be one of those tweener guys, you know. Uh, yeah, it's just Jordan Williams might end up as a safety. You know what I mean? He might end up as like a safety. He, who- he played a little bit in that role uh, week one. I, he did a great job yeah. on Gusicki that he played like seventy percent right. of snaps, and that was it. And then like kind of Duggar kind of took that role a little bit. Um, interesting to see what they do with Chung. Um, and and how they get him back if he comes back i guess i know he signed that extension but he has left on he signs an extension every six weeks yeah <laughs> like every, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll there's see some, some kind of tweak going on every every month with a guy's contract and there's but there's talent going forward and i think that that's that's something that we can't lose sight of that there's talent moving forward you got obviously you got concerns you got to rock you got to uh, lock up adam butler you got to lock up guys like that lawrence guy i believe is still under contract next year so like he's a guy that you know, is really important to this defense. So, you know, you have guys, I think they have decent talent. Of course, Wise is a free agent. Rivers, who is irrelevant again, is a free agent. So, like, those guys are going to be out. Like, those are movable pieces, fine. But, like, you know, you have guys you have to take care of. You have to get better and more athletic at linebacker. I think you took a step with Uche. And if Winovich is outside, I don't know if Winovich is actually an outside linebacker at the end. Either way. We'll see with him, yeah. You know, you. Need- I think I think you can have your your. It, it, it really, I mean, between Uche and and Wino, you've got your Van Noy type of guy there. Like you know, the guy right. that's going to be able to be multiple and be stand. He can stand up. He can play edge. I mean, Wino, we even see with his hand on the ground. But like, and every team's got their core, their young core. You know, obviously, but you can see you you can see what the idea is with, yeah. with this team. And like, 
a guy like Larry Guy, I can see them bring him back. I mean, when they signed him, it was like four years, 20 million. And it was like later on in free agency, he was, he was not a guy, you know, as a, you know, he's been, he had been on a couple of teams prior. Like, and, he's still a free agent. Like, wow. Right. What a sign. Yeah. When they, and uh, so, yeah, they bring him in, but like, I can still see, you know, th- the nice thing about their financial flexibility now is that they can bring a guy back like Larry guy who, you know, they don't want to let him go. I mean, Danny Shelton left for like 8 million over two years. Um, they they can't afford to to go completely young at uh, at the early down run stopper you know so if, if Larry Guy is going to want you know another three years sixteen seventeen eighteen million I I could see them easily doing it because they've got Definitely. the flexibility to do it right yeah so it's interesting so we'll see defensively I think they're going to be good next year I think they're going to be good and the question is where do you and this is we talked about this. I don't know when we talked about this, to be honest with you. I was talking about this with someone like, if you do end up in that top 15, well, what happens, right? If a guy drops to you, because not everyone in the top 15 is going to be drafting a quarterback now. Remember that. So if someone drops to you, then you have then you have the choice. You have to make the choice, right? You either have to do you know, what some teams have done and make the pick, or you can make the decision to trade back and get, the you know trade back to twenty something, get a number one pick there, get a number one pick in twenty twenty two or yeah twenty twenty two like you know, and so those those are the decisions that's going to have to make, and it's going to be interesting if you make the playoffs. That's not going to happen. You're not going to have that ability anymore unless you're going to trade up and do it. I don't ever see Belichick, especially you heard him talking about Herbert this weekend about how you know the first year quarterbacks struggle so much and they really have a hard time and blah blah, blah and this and that and so on and so forth. I don't ever see him trading up for for a quarterback ever, no matter who it is. I, I just I don't see him ever doing that. Um, and so you know if he's there and the guy drops to him, maybe. But as far as giving up a ton of assets to go get a guy, I, I just I can't. You know, it's funny because we ever we, we just we just don't know, right? Because right. I mean, twenty years, same well, right. guy, right? It's funny, a guy yeah. that uh, everybody's like the guy already this year. It was like Devin Funches a few years ago. Everybody, oh, Patriots are going. You know, they're going to draft Devin Funches, perfect, perfect guy for that offense. <sighs> Yeah, Irv Smith, you know, like all these yep. guys. Um, that guy's Kyle Pitts is here. Kyle Pitts. Right? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were saying free agency wise. I would love Curtis Samuel here. I, oh I yeah, him. I can see him working. Yeah, like you know, a gadget player, Kyle but like, Pitts. give me, give me the Tennessee well, I Titans. Watched, I watched him Saturday versus who they play. Who was it? Oh, God. Whatever. He missed a lot. He got smoked over the middle versus Georgia a few weeks ago. Missed like three games. Comes in four touchdowns, just like it has yeah. <laughs> size and speed to be corners and and just is way right. too fast athletic for linebackers. One on one, like just Linus, he's so good. I can't. But the problem is, like, but that's not good. that's not what you need. That's not what you, I mean. Aussie, Aussie, like who knows? We'll see. Like maybe he yeah, sucks, maybe yeah. he doesn't. But like. You don't need a tight end. You just don't because that's not enough for you. So you know, you have to have a guy that can win on the outside. So good in the receiving game, like you can place him any. Like I don't know, I could see it. And but, you know, I mean, realistically, if they're in the mid-teens, I, I could see Belichick what? going corner. I, I could see him <laughs> going. I, I honestly just go corner and like yeah. just have eight hundred corners. But you know, like with, I mean, We're realistically, we we they, we think they have all this depth, but they really don't. Like long term, right. um, and it's a pretty good draft for especially for when DBs. they trade, especially when they trade uh, Stephon Gilmore this offseason. But you know. Well, We'll see about that. Yeah, I, think that's I don't know. Happens, we'll see. But, um, we'll see. Oh, so, I got anyways, one, one uh, do more it. 
point to make about the Cam Newton. Thing. Oh boy. I and still have I oh, still man. have 30 throws left to chart, okay? Um but so far with 30 throws left, that's I basically have the second half of the Ravens game and like the the last three quarters of the uh Houston game. So there's a lot of a lot of good and bad in that last, the second half of Houston game. Yeah. Um on target percentage for Tom Brady last year, I had charted this is rough estimate here at 20.7 or excuse me 72%. So far this year for Cam, I've got 75.2% on target percentage. That's right. not perfect throw percentage. I don't have that out yet. But so does that does that get rid of the throwaways that Brady did? Uh that if it's got a if it the way I categorize it, it wouldn't be in the data set. It would be under throwaway. So like of non-throwaway throws. Got it. Okay. Um that throws crazy. that were intended for receivers. Um and not just chucked into the ground. I also do if it's chucked into the ground at a at a screen or wide you know, running back's feet right, on right, screen right. or something, I, right, I, I that's you. a throwaway. Um that's the beauty of being able to, you know, when you chart, you can make, you know, make it the way you want it. Um, yeah, three percent edge for Cam so far. Yeah, we'll see. I'll have I'll have a whole report with a bunch of numbers and like yeah, the you air yards. Video or something with that. That'd be cool. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna probably because I'm doing a lot of the video on on the past pulpit this year and uh, yeah. on the on for Twitter and everything. So I'm gonna be putting a lot of this together. But All it's right, just rapid, the, the context that we don't so, see. So Bob nine two nine six. That it's oh, like, you don't know what you're watching, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm literally just watching the plays. percent throws. Then let me see them. Listen, so ra- rapid fire, rapid fire for you, Brian. Uh-oh. Cam Newton or Sam Darnold? Cam Newton. Oh God, Cam Newton. Cam Newton or Baker Mayfield? Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Cam Newton or Teddy Bridgewater? Cam, Cam Newton. Newton. Cam Newton or Jared Goff? Cam Newton. Cam Newton or Matt Stafford? Matt Stafford. Cam Newton. It's a wash. <laughs> it's a wash. Just, like, like I, I mean, Matt Stafford hasn't, hasn't played well this year, but, you know. It, I'm he, curious. He, it's interesting to me. Right, right. That's why. What do you no. say? <laughs> I'm kidding. He made a comment about SEC and all that. I was just joking uh, about him before. No, uh, listen. Donald's a guy. Donald's an interesting guy for me because he has looked really, really, really Really bad. No, I know, but I'm just saying, as bad as he's looked, how the hell do you know? How do you know? Adam Gaze is his freaking head coach. I mean, for God's sake, it's free from Adam Gaze, like succeeds. Right. Look at Ryan Daniel. It's insane. And so that, so like, I don't know. So, yes, he's looked really bad and he looks like he sucks. But then again, he looked like he should have been the number one pick in the draft. Like my age, he's literally like a two weeks older than me too. So right, so that so Donald's an interesting one to me. They're not going to trade him here, obviously, but it's just interesting. That's an interesting one to me where it's he's so young. Saints, Indy, Pittsburgh, I mean, right? And so that's the thing. So you know, I don't know. We'll see. But I just I, I found that so fascinating. I'm taking Cam. I tweeted about it yesterday during that. Apparently, there's a football game on in the middle of the afternoon. Um, <laughs> I, I, like I'm taking Cam over Ben Roethlisberger. Like Ben, yeah, yeah me too. He's terrible now. Like, it, and it's it's all you know when you adjust for who he's able to throw to. 
Like I'm taking Cam over a lot, like a lot of guys, you guys. Right. Like, the way he's played, and it's not just again. I'm not some huge Cam slappy before this year. Like I was not like like a huge Cam guy until they got him. I was like, great, that's going to bring him from a six and ten team to an eight and eight team. Like that's something. That's something. So you and, think they were six and ten with them then? Yeah, no. yeah. Uh, he's, he said it on the podcast before. He talked about like my six and ten with like a two, like a four win floor and an eight win ceiling. If it, if it explodes, oh, I agree. And it's like it's I need not bad. I need six wins. It's good. With those six wins, I'll take. I would take well, that. Yeah. He's yeah. giving himself another year here with six wins with that roster. You know what? It's interesting you bring up Matt Stafford too. Like, man. It's another guy like all of the problems that everybody says Cam has, Matt Stafford has. Like they have the same, they're the same guy. They really are. It's Cam's just more like he's a little bit more athletic. And like it's, it, it, I would just, it would just be interesting to see if the roles were reversed and, and and Stafford was the guy that got brought in this year instead of Cam. And like you were able like to look back like, and be able to juxtapose both of them and see like watch them both compete at the same level and be be generally the same guy how they would be received. Cause I really feel like Cam has got the same people talk about the same problems with Cam that they've been talking about since he was coming out of Auburn. Like it's the guy can't shake these stupid freaking narratives that, you know, yeah, he's not as consistent as Tom Brady, but that doesn't mean he can't mentally process things. Like he, right. he's, not, he's yeah. not an idiot. You guys, like he's, he's a, he's at a one point, a one time an elite NFL quarterback and now is, working to get back there and still showing signs that he can be there at some point. Like it's not out of the realm of possibility. He's healthy right. somewhat. Yeah. So no. we'll see. We'll see. Should be interesting. Fun of the, a fun end of the year. Uh, and I mean, we get together. It is. Yeah, it is fun. I mean, we went, we went deep down the rabbit hole. I mean, if you're still with us right now, yeah. man, you deserve like a medal, like tweet at us, you know, <laughs> That it, that that you made it all the way through because I hey, mean, Brian, there something. You know. Get out of mind and get in Brian. Yeah, <laughs> in my mentions and battle. You know, Jim Bob forty six sixty nine. You know. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. All right, Brian. Well, listen. Before you leave, you know, I mean, everyone should know where you are, but you know, give yourself a little shout out. Where where can they uh, read you, see you, hear you, everything else? Guys, at uh, at b phillips underscore sb on Twitter. Come join the party. It's fun. Um, <laughs> no, just anything you guys see, uh, generally anything you guys see on Instagram at pats.pulpit or uh, or on um, on the uh, at Pat's Pulpit's uh, Twitter handle, uh, anything video related, that's what I'm putting out right now. Not doing so much writing these days, but keep your eyes peeled for uh, for post uh, post game uh, cam film threads that really get the get the party rip roaring. Love it. It's going. Love it. Love it. All right, Brian. Well, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. But I mean, listen, maybe we'll have you on by the end of the season, but certainly in the off season when they got to make some of these decisions. Yeah, we have to be a good time to check back in, you know? Yeah, for sure.